Good morning, everyone. This is Sam from the Central District Podcast, Episode 8. I'm going to kick it over to my other host. Hey, I'm Nate. The other 50% of this this uh, podcast. Yeah. Um, Got another episode for you today. Another another mountain bike topic. We haven't really talked about this one uh, at all, uh, as far as I know. Brakes. Uh, we're going to kind of touch on some brakes today. Uh, I'm going to let Nate start this one off and just kind of... So we're going to talk about hydraulic disc brakes, but... Before there were hydraulic disc brakes, there was other braking types. Oh, yeah. The old guy gets the old stuff. That's nice. <laughs> right? Um, well, obviously, there was... Rim- he actually rode it. <laughs> I had very little experience with I mean, a little bit of rim brake stuff. Yeah, I mean, when I was a kid, rim sure. brake bike, sure. But. Um, so when I started riding, there, there was just a cantilever style brake, which is a very common rim brake. It later morphed into the V-brake or the linear pull brake, which really allowed you to go faster. That's when there's like kind of the first time where you could have pretty fairly sure stopping. Okay. Did For, it just was it just more power and more, more power and more, more modulation? Yeah. You okay. could start to do stuff that you know are a little faster. But for mm-hmm. sure, I've sailed through corners where I really had no braking power right. whatsoever, for whatever reason. Um, and then we the first kind of iteration of things where the cable pull or what's con- normally called like a mechanical disc brake, which is basically what it says. Right. It's cable. You could use your existing V-brake lever, mm-hmm. bolt these new calipers on if your frame had the right mounts, and now you had disc brakes. Um, and probably the, sh- the leading example of that would probably be like the, the Avid BB7. Um, and now you really could stop. Yeah. Um, and that's hydros were out at that point, but they were not inexpensive. Um, okay. So I would say like the right. BB7 was like the first good disc brake that was in that most people. Probably most people came in contact. Yeah. With. Yep. And you could afford it as an upgrade. Mm-hmm. It wasn't yep. stratospheric. Right. And it was really an, an, you know, an innovation a lot inspired from motorcycling and the car industry, right? Like mm-hmm. why is a disc brake better than, than just a pad that pushes against a wheel or a drum? Um, and for anybody that doesn't know, like the true benefit is you're using a caliper system to, to brake on a rotor that's part of your wheel. And it works if it's wet. It works yes. if your wheel's not true. It works if you just rode through mud. It works. It just works. It just works. It doesn't damage your rim. Uh huh. No. And um, so you can kind of you have dependable stopping. Consist like in consistent, all conditions, yes. consistent dependable stopping. Yes, that was the invention of the disc brake, and I mean, it's why cars have it. It's why motorcycles have it. And we now see that technology. I mean, it certainly went to the gravel and cyclocross, but it's mm-hmm. you know now there's road. I mean, like both, right. but really anything that was kind of an off-road, maybe oriented style, mm-hmm. most bikes have gone to that. Wanted the disc brake. Wanted the disc brake. Yeah. Um, and so uh, there was a linear pull, mechanical ones. I remember the Avid BB7s, uh, pretty fairly easy to work on, uh, you know, and it was pretty, you know, just to change, changing the pads wasn't like super, it wasn't the most intuitive thing in the world, but it wasn't difficult either. You could definitely do it at home. For sure. And, um, you know, it also brought some new skills to the, to like, now I have to keep figure out how to keep my rotor true or mm-hmm. you know a few other things that yep. um 
it's a lot of heat being generated in a, in a breaking force. You, if you understand, like breaking forces generate a lot of heat. And if you ever really want to demonstrate that really well after a good ride, just reach down and grab your rotor. Touch your rotor. And seriously. see what kind of third degree Especially burn you Especially if you have like a 160 <laughs> rotor, uh, you know. Yeah. That's why if you're ever, like if you look at a brake rotor, why does it have holes in it? It's for air to pass through. It's so it can cool. It's not just a solid piece of metal because that would get way too hot. And then if anyone who's, who's experienced it before, I've definitely experienced it on like super long downhills when you're on the brakes a lot brake fade because when the brakes heat up the pads don't grab as well and then you start to exp but again it's way better than a rim brake you know like you can brake super hard consistently on, on a disc brake before you really start to see significant brake fade yeah absolutely yeah. and now we've I think we've probably the d hydraulic disc brakes are probably standardized at this yep. point. They're, they're going to either be a two-piston or a four-piston. Yep. I don't think anybody's going to find the need to fit an extra piston in there. Yeah. <clears throat> but right. We'll see where the, we'll see what yeah. the industry tells us is yeah. necessary. We'll see. <laughs> and kind of the, with a two-piston versus a four-piston, um, yeah, both stop. We generally see the two-piston is maybe um, – Really, the the hydraulic brake that'll show up on a lot of bikes that are like sub two thousand, mm -hmm. or they're on a little more expensive bike because they weigh less. Yes, um, calipers are smaller. Yeah, you know, you're only <coughs> only two pistons pushing the pads. Less into mass, the rotor. Yeah. right? Exactly. And um, and then we start to really see the four piston come in at the two thousand and above. Mm -hmm. Um, and if you were really in the market for a new trail bike, um, that's one of those things that you should be kind of looking at. We'd encourage four piston brakes. Yeah. And why it's better? You can, you'll stop. Yeah. You'll stop. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> it's uh, you grab a handful of brake, and some of them, even some of like, and then there's like really powerful four pistons, like codes. And uh, I haven't had much experience with Saints, which is the Shimano offering, mm -hmm. uh, but TRP Slates, like. If you if you grab too much brake, uh, you you could go down like they're that powerful. So. Yeah, um, <clears throat> to where which I, is good. You yeah. want to stop when you want to stop. So yeah, for sure. And I, um, for me, I like the the four piston a better. I feel like it has mm -hmm. better modulation at the lever. Um, I'm I'm definitely because of my background and how I started to ride, and I was much more of a grab a handful of brake because yep. that's how you stopped and now my riding has and braking has changed dramatically where i'm much more of a one finger yep. kind of tap the brakes yep. and i know that if i'm going too hot in the corner or something like that i can grab that handful and i'll absolutely stop and you won't fly off the berm fly <laughs> off the trail anything yeah. like that right it just gives us um, as riders more flexibility oh i misread that corner and i can you know yeah. correct my speed and get through it um, and just so you know, because uh, we didn't really touch on it, hydraulic disc brakes are rather than pulling a cable to actuate the actual pistons and, and push the brake pads against the rotor, you're pushing fluid. And it sounds weird, if you're, but it's more powerful. It, it is. And it's a sealed system. Mm -hmm. It's hard for, you know, moisture, grime will be what mm -hmm. will affect your um, braking besides the brake pads yeah. once they wear out. Um, yeah. You know, so if you keep your bike generally fairly clean and good working order, it, it's a closed system that just yeah is it's not impervious, but it's, it's not. 
awful. You, it's sealed very well, and so it's hard to get contaminants. Yeah, in. it is hard to get contaminants. Uh, you will, if you've you've probably heard of them, break bleeds. Uh, you will need to braid your bleaks at, breaks at some point to. Uh, to make sure they're functioning properly. Um, it is something you can do at home. It's been made easier, um, you know. Oh, by far. By yeah. far. Uh, but if you are struggling, you know, any shop uh, will be able to help you. Uh, you know, you can always check shop rates for that sort of service. Sure. And and why you would get your brakes blood is just fresh fluid. It just it works a little better. You're yep. keeping your system. And if it's a bike that you're going to have for a number of years, it's maybe not a bad thing to do every other year once a year mm -hmm. um we see a few bikes get pushed in every, you know like i bought this bike four years ago and i haven't done anything and <clears throat> yes we know yeah um <clears throat> yes we know and it's the equipment has worked so well that you didn't notice that you were losing power i mean like it's mm -hmm. just it, it's like right. maybe like a slow drip would maybe be the best kind yeah. of uh right you know uh, counterpoint to that and where because it happened over time you didn't really notice a loss in performance yeah. but it, it happened you know your you, your lever pull used to be half of what it is now but you're just used to it or whatever so yeah and so you know it's just one of those it, it's part of the maintenance of a item that you own that yep. you know if you want it to work always predictably and well yeah. it requires a little maintenance but not excessive so i w wouldn't be seeking out other brakes at this point yeah if that was my quest and I would be thinking if I have existing brakes, what's better? Because mm -hmm. there's always like, there's better controls at the lever now, you know, but the prices start to go up. Uh huh. Right. But it so will make sense for you. Yeah, exactly. If you're in something like this. Any closing thoughts on, on this topic? Oh, uh, you know, other than if you had any doubt in your mind, if you want them, you want them. Yeah. Right. At this point, hydraulic disc brakes are, very easy to find. Lots of price point options. It can be inexpensive. It can be really expensive. Sure. Uh, but you know, if you were looking at you know cable pull brakes or any other type of brake for especially for a mountain application, you really should be looking at doing doing hydraulic disc brakes. The advantages uh, way significantly outweigh any any little disadvantage that there might be. Absolutely. Well, hey, thanks for your time, and uh, this is Nate. Yep. Signing off. This is Sam signing off. We'll catch you on the next episode. <laughs>